Hello, welcome to the Into the Kingdom YouTube. Tonight is the uh, 25th of Tishri, 5783. In fact, the sun is actually down, so technically it is the 26th of Tishri. That would be the 11th of October, 2023. I'm Harrison Watson. Forgive me for starting a couple of minutes late. I had to pray against something that was trying to kill, steal, and destroy this message before it ever came out. Let's begin by praying. Father, we thank you in the name of the Lord Jesus for who you are and everything you've already accomplished. You are our King and our God, and apart from you there is no other. Let this word go out that your children might be edified and that your name would be glorified. We ask this of you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. This message has been a long time coming, something that the Lord has been working on with me for, oh, close to five years now. Tonight we discuss the purpose of the ministry of the two witnesses. We're going to go about it in this uh, format, just so you can follow along. And I ask you to go ahead and get your Bibles if you uh, have one. Uh, if not, pull it up on your phone. I don't have a way to bring it up on here right now, but um, here's what we're going to go through. First, we're going to talk about who the two witnesses are. Uh, then we're going to go into what the actual purpose of their ministry is. And then finally, we're going to get into the specifics of Scripture um, so that uh, we can talk about some of the things in real life uh, and how, how you will more than likely see those things come about um, as you're going through this. If you're wondering what my credibility is for this specifically, the Lord has been talking to me about this specifically for literally five years, kind of preparing me uh, and preparing us to begin the work that we need to do and in order to finish it. So that's what we'll do now. When we take a look at who the two witnesses are, um, it's, again, it's two characters that, are, that come during the, uh, the last days, which are the days that we're in right now. I would be remiss right now if I didn't mention that the things that are going on over in Israel right now are timing up to be uh, either the beginning of the fulfillment of Ezekiel 38, or perhaps it is the culmination of Ezekiel 38. But whatever that may be, we are in the process of seeing that happen. Additionally, very recently, there are things that are very much tied to these two witnesses and also another character in this that have taken place that I've seen in the Spirit, and it has taken place. Praise be to God. And so when we're talking about who the two witnesses are, these are the two witnesses that uh, come into the earth, and uh, they are here to provide a final witness. Now, there's been a ton of speculation as to who these two witnesses will be. Often people speculate that it's either Elijah or Moses, or sometimes even people say that it is Enoch. Um, and it's certainly... Uh, I, want to I want to remind you of something. When Jesus Christ came back from being resurrected, he was often not recognized, not even by his disciples who had followed him. Why is that? Because he came in another form. Because when you're operating by the Spirit behind things, 
and you're operating according to the spirit, the spirit of Elijah and Moses, or even the spirit that Enoch walked with when before God took him, is the spirit that is alive. And I also want to talk to you about the fact that uh, the Bible very much recognizes that John the Baptist during the time of Jesus was Elijah. Jesus says this himself. So I think one of the things that we need to understand is if you're expecting that Moses and Elijah are going to come back exactly the exact same way that you might have pictured them from your biblical stories, understand that people will come who are representations of those two. You understand? They won't, it will not be Moses or Elijah specifically, but the two who will represent that. Amen? And amen. And additionally, I need you to understand something else. Do not be shocked when one of the two witnesses is a woman. Because these two witnesses, the purpose of their ministry is a couplefold. In fact, the Father gave me something very uh, early today to talk about. What, what is the ultimate purpose of their mission? Well, the ultimate purpose of their mission is, again, as we said just earlier, to provide a final witness to the world of the truth of the kingdom, the truth of Jesus's message, to call for repentance as a last witness and to show the world the power of God as a witness to them finally before the return of the king and before the culmination of all things and the regeneration of all things. Now, the reason why I tell you that you should not be surprised if one of them is a woman It's because these two witnesses not only will represent the truth of God's kingdom, but they will represent the unity of the male and female spirit. The flesh become one, together as one, operating in unity not only with the Father in the spirit, but also with each other. And through the power of this connection that God created from the beginning for us to have with each other. He will show the ultimate fulfillment of the truth of God's word. Now, I can promise you that many people who, have heard, who would hear these things are not expecting these things to be so. But I will re refer you to the previous video that we did just last night. When even Jesus was not believed by his own family. Though he did many signs and wonders, he was not believed by his own family until the resurrection came. And we'll get into some of that a little bit more. Let me read specifically what the Lord had me write this morning, just as I was going through my morning. The mission of the two witnesses is really threefold. It's to warn the people who remain on the earth at the time that their witness is about, that if they don't repent that the time is near that they will not have a chance to do so anymore. And final judgment will come. To show what a life lived like Jesus is like. Not just about signs and wonders. It's about the fullness of the kingdom. It's about understanding all of the different things that the kingdom provides. And finally, it's to show that the resurrection is real and not made up and as a final witness to them before the return of the king.
It's to teach people to repent and show them why they should repent. It's not just about coming out and just saying, hey, repent, or you're going this way. It's No, it's like, repent because God has something greater for you. It's a final plea from God through his spirit by his two witnesses to these people of compassion, hoping that they will repent. Because these two witnesses will be operating during a very tumultuous time. Amen? In this way, you can come to the understanding that the same message that Jesus tried to share with us long ago, the message that these two witnesses will bring will be very similar. It'll be very similar. Amen? Amen. Okay. Now we're going to go ahead and we're going to go through some specifics here about this. So if you would please open up your Bibles to uh, Revelation chapter 11. I'm going to be reading out of the New King James Version. Give me an amen when you're ready. Revelation chapter 11. Amen. Then I was given a read. Then I was given a read like a measuring rod. Who's the then I was? Then I was given a read like a measuring rod. That is John. John is speaking about this. He's seeing these things in the in, in the spirit. Okay. And the angel stood saying, Rise and measure the temple of God, the altar, and those who worship there. But leave out the court which is outside the temple and do not measure it, for it has been given to the Gentiles. Quick stop. When we're talking about this, you have to understand that John was a Jew himself. He's talking about the temple that will be built at the time. Because while the temple was destroyed, and uh, he, he might have thought it was still the second temple at that time. Maybe not, though. But what we're talking about now is the third temple that will be, that, in my opinion, has already been built and is just waiting to be revealed. Um, or... If that's not right, it is built, or it will be built. So he's not talking about, at this point, talking to the people who are inside there. Though the people who remain and have not been raptured, or uh, who God has not taken at this point, God will also have a message for them, just as he did at the beginning of Revelation when he's talking to the churches. Amen? But he says but leave out the court which is outside the temple and do not measure for, for do not measure it for it has been given to the gentiles and they will tread the holy city underfoot for 42 months where are things taking place right now there are two religious groups right now who are fighting amongst each other where in israel very close to the holy city that's being talked about. And I will give power to my two witnesses, and they will prophesy 1,260 days, clothed in sackcloth. Clothed in sackcloth. Okay. 1,260 days is three and a half years. That's a three and a half year period that they'll be doing that. Clothed in sackcloth. Now, what does sackcloth represent? Repentance. Sorrow. Repentance and sorrow. Clothed in repentance is the way that you can think about this. When you hear about the kings 
previously in the Bible, what do they do? They put on sackcloth and they would throw dust on their heads. Why? Because they're mourning. Now, this doesn't say that the two witnesses throw dust on their heads, but it does say that they're clothed in sackcloth, which was a sign of repentance and humility. So what does this mean? Clothed in sackcloth. Does that mean that they'll be wearing literal bags, perhaps? But what it really is a representation of is a, rep is a representation of the understanding of the authority of the king. Walking in humility and submission to his spirit and by his spirit. That's what this represents. These are the two olive trees and the two lampstands standing before God, the God of the earth. And if anyone wants to harm them, fire proceeds from their mouth and devours their enemies. And if anyone wants to harm them, he must be killed in this manner. Now, let's talk about this fire breathing. Does it mean that they'll actually breathe real fire? Well, I'm not going to say that it doesn't mean that at some point God might not actually give them the literal ability to do such things. But one of the key tenets of understanding the kingdom of God is understanding the absolute authority of God's word over all th things. When Jesus died and was resurrected, the kingdom was established at that moment, not only in heaven, but also on the earth. The two were tied back together. And so the fire that may be breathed in their mouths that would be cutting through and killing anything that is coming against it really has a lot more to do with scripture understanding scripture and being able to speak that in those specific instances. For instance, before, and I sent a screenshot to my wife about the fact that I was having trouble with this, what the Lord told me to do, and perhaps he did it for this very moment, was somebody was trying to stop this message from coming out. Because God wants this message to be out right now. And when something like that happens, the Lord gave me the exact words to speak the words that the word itself has told me to speak about those types of situations. And when that happened, in the name of the Lord Jesus, that stopped and it moved forward. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? I'm saying to you that these two witnesses are walking in the absolute authority, not of their own power, but of the power of God's word and in the power of his spirit in relationship to the Father, just as Jesus walked. That's why you're gonna. Th this ministry is going to look very similar to the way that Jesus walked. And this says that these have power to shut heaven so that no rain falls in the days of their prophecy. And they have power over waters to turn them to blood and to strike the earth with all plagues as often as they desire. Now, as often as they desire, you have to understand, we have the power. What does that mean? We have the authority. As often as we desire. That authority must be given from God to do such things. If God is love and it's not yet time for more to be poured out upon him, these two will not speak these words. Because just as Jesus walked, we must walk also. We must walk also. If the Father says to shut the heavens and allow no rain, we will shut it. If he says to turn the water to blood, when he says it, we will do so. But it will be on his authority, not ours. Amen. Power, authority, you understand, oneness, wholeness. And when they finish their testimony, the beast that ascends out of the bottomless pit will make war against them and overcome them and kill them. That's literal. 
and their dead bodies will lie in the street of a great city spiritually called Sodom in Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified. Then these two... Then those from the peoples, tribes, tongues, and nations will see their dead bodies three and a half days and not allow their dead bodies to be put in the graves. Now, this is a sign of great shame. Not allow them. It's to put to make a spectacle out of them. Why is that? Well, the Bible says it pretty clearly here. Because we will have tormented the people who are still there, who are also going through all these different things that God has put brought into the earth to try to bring them to repentance. We're also speaking directly to that need for repentance and trying to show them the way of God, and they won't want to hear it most. My prayer is that some will. My prayer is that some will. Even if one or two are saved, that's it. That's all that matters. That's my prayer. That's my prayer that that happens. And those who dwell on the earth will rejoice over them and make merry and send gifts to one another. And because of these two prophets, because these two prophets tormented those who dwell on the earth. Now, this is what I was speaking about with the resurrection. You know, at this point, they're rejoicing because they think that everything that we had just told them. About the things that are going to come to them if they do not repent. They think that they've overcome them, just like they thought they overcame Jesus. Make no mistake. Just like they thought they overcame Jesus, the problem of Jesus in their eyes at that time, the evilness of their hearts. So they'll be rejoicing, and then they will be afraid. Now, after three and a half days, the breath of life from God, the only one who gives life, the Father, entered them, and they stood on their feet, and great fear fell on all those who saw. Why fear? Because now they've seen and know that they rejected, and have seen that the words that they spoke were true, and the words of this word are true. And they heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Come up here. And they ascended to heaven in a cloud, and the enemy saw them. In the same hour there was a great earthquake, and a tenth of the city fell. In the earthquake, seven thousand people were killed, and the rest were afraid, and gave glory to the God of heaven. The second woe is past. Behold, the third woe is coming quickly. You must understand. Hold, please. Let me tell you of a vision that I was given just a few days ago. A couple weeks, maybe. Maybe a couple weeks. Time feels very fast these days. I was taken in the spirit and I was looking out into the world. And everything that was behind me was light and everything that was before me was darkness. And when the, there was a great shadowy figure that looked like the beast. And we were standing there, we were holding up and praying and holding up this staff that the Lord gave me. Staff is a representation, but holding this up and praying against it and binding everything to keep everybody on this side who is back behind us safe. And everyone there receiving the things that the Lord had given them over to receive in order that they might repent, not to hurt, but in order that they might repent. That's always the purpose. Never to harm always to hopefully cause repentance before it's too late. 
And we continued walking forward and walking forward and we got closer and closer to the beast. Until at one point, and the beast was held at bay. Until at one point, at the end of the ministry, he overcame us. And the next thing I knew, I woke up in heaven with the other looking down on our our bodies. The reason I tell you this vision is so that you understand that when these things to come to pass, that you will know. Now, the things that I speak to you here now, and what I'm trying to speak and teach you, you must understand there is nothing important about anybody but him and his word and his truth. God bless you. God bless you. Stay focused. Focus on the still small voice. Folks, hold tightly to the word that you know. Dig deep to hear the voice of the Lord. The time is short. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you. May he turn his face toward you and give you peace. I pray this blessing over you and your family in the name of Jesus. God bless you, and God willing. We'll see you next time. Have a good evening.